When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We'll find out what Ross Tucker thinks. Let's go to him. Check him out at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter. Of course, the Ross Tucker football podcast. Big time right now with uh, all the preseason stuff happening. Ross is going to be all over it. And of course... You can hear Ross calling these preseason games as well. He'll be the Eagles color announcer for these games. The one, the only Ross Tucker. What up, buddy? What's up, man? How are you guys doing? What's up, Seltzer? See, wasn't that nice? Like when DeCamera does your intro, he's like, oh, what's your Twitter handle? Or what's the name of your podcast? I got it all <laughs> locked down for you, buddy. I like it. I like it. I can't believe that we're just about ready to start this thing up. Like I saw the Jets reported the training camp yesterday everybody wow i don't know i don't know about john but that like that makes me ill yeah july July 19th so just to put it in perspective okay and this is not a complaint i already see all the people driving their cars oh this guy's gonna complain about being a pro football player all i'm saying is first of all Training camp, it's a lot easier now than it used to be. It's still the worst part of the year. I mean, it's still 6 Mm a.m. to 10 p.m. every day and highly competitive and all those things. But also, I don't know about you, John. I'm telling you, Rhea, James, once I reported for training camp, I was in the team facility every single day until the season ended with the exception of maybe – like the two days off they gave you during the bye week. Because wow. the only day you get off is Tuesday. But I'd still go in. I'd lift. I'd watch yeah. film. I'd go in the hot tub, the cold tub. What? I mean, that was, that was nice. But you just kind of know once you go in, it's like, you know, you're not going to your buddy's wedding. Like, you're not doing this. You're not doing that. You're also July 19th. That is a long haul for the Jets, bro. <laughs> Isn't that going to be haul. tiring for them, Ross? I mean, I just uh, that's just a lot longer than everybody else is doing it. Well, so, you know, they, it, it's a mathematical equation. They count back from your first preseason game. And then that's how many oh, okay. that's how early you can report to training camp. Because Joe Klecko is getting in the Hall of Fame, the Jets are in the oh, Hall of gotcha. Fame game. So they, they count backwards from that, Rhea. But here's the thing. You don't have to report that day. That's just the first day per the CBA you're allowed to. I think it's interesting that the Jets have all their veterans. I can't even remember who they're playing in the Hall of Fame game, but whoever they're playing. It's the, the Browns. It's the Browns. Well, the Browns didn't have everybody report yet. So the Jets are saying, let's get everybody here as soon as we're legally allowed. The Browns are like, yeah, I don't know that's the best idea, which I think I don't think the Eagles are bringing everybody in 
the first day they're allowed. They're certainly not bringing in the rookies as early as they could. But I know Jets fans are so sensitive because I saw the tweet from Schefter about them reporting. I was like, man, July 19th, that's a long haul. And Jets fans were tweeting at me, at Ross Tucker NFL, that they canceled minicamp, though. And it's the same amount of practices. Just for, I'm like, dude, I, I don't care at all. I'm just saying it's a, I'm not, like, criticizing the Jets. It's just that's a long road, man. Yeah. Hey, Ross, have you had a chance to get any feel during this offseason for how the defense will look different with Sean Desai as our defensive coordinator? Not really, John. And you know what's a shame? I don't know. Well, first of all, they're not going to show it in the preseason games. Right. I can tell you that much right now. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to have to go to training camp to get a feel for what the different nuances will be. Now, I think it's going to be pretty similar. Mm-hmm. to what Gannon was doing because Gannon was doing a lot of the Vic Fangio stuff and that's sort of who Sean Desai learned from and grew up from is is Vic Fangio. So I think that there will be a lot of similarities. But all these guys, you know, have their own little tweaks just like Brian Johnson will have compared to Steg. I mean, they're going to run the same offense. It's still pretty much Sirianni's offense, but Johnson's just going to have – a couple things he likes a little bit more. He's not going to have the same exact style in terms of what plays he calls when. The same for Desai on defense. But, you know, they, they look at this as a little bit of an advantage because I remember this from two years ago in the preseason. They showed nothing, nothing. In fact, do you remember two years ago in the preseason, they just sat in a four-man front and got run over. In those preseason games, and people are like, this is not good. Well, and, and they came out in the opener with a five-man front that they didn't mm-hmm. show once in the preseason game. So mm-hmm. take that with a grain of salt. Preseason is to evaluate players. It's not for coaches to, to show what they've got. Yeah, sure. Uh, is N'Kobe Dean ready? Boy, they need him to be, right? Um, I think mentally he is. I mean, I I talked to him last year. Very, very impressive. I'm sure you guys saw the story. You know, a week after the Super Bowl, he was back down at Georgia taking classes. I mean, to to finish his engineering degree. I mean, this is a really bright guy. The fact that he is the green dot guy, which is the guy that pretty much has has to be on the field every play, I would say is is a pretty good indicator of how the organization feels about him. I'll say this, and I think I might have said this to you guys the last time I was on. It's impossible to argue that the Eagles aren't taking a step back from a personnel standpoint. Like, there's, I would be shocked if N'Kobe Dean and whoever the other linebacker is, whether it's Morrow, whether Christian Ella steps up, I'd be really surprised if they're as good as T.J. Edwards and Kaiser White were last year. And, and the same thing at safety. I mean, listen, I think Edmonds has some experience. We'll see what Sidney Brown can do. Who Obviously, yeah, yeah. Blankenship, you know, did some good things last year. I don't think they're going to be as good as Epps and, and Gardner Johnson were last year. That doesn't mean the Eagles still can't go to the Super Bowl and win it, and they're still the favorite in the NFC and all those things. They're taking a step back at certain positions from a personnel standpoint, but everybody needs to take a breather. I mean, they still might be fine at those positions. Mm -hmm. Last year, guys, they had the best roster in the league. They had the best roster 
in franchise history. There was kind of nowhere to go but taking a little bit of a step back. They yeah. lost seven starters. Now, what I will tell you is, unlike other really good teams that go to the Super Bowl and lose seven starters, I think Howie Roseman has done about as good of a job as I think I've ever seen of having guys ready to replace him. Like, you lose Sayamalu, boom, they got Cam Jurgens and Tyler Steen ready to battle out for that, with Driscoll being sort of the floor, right? If both Jurgens and Steen can't play right guard, then we kind of know what Driscoll can do there. At running back, we know what Gainwell and Boston Scott can do. They're kind of like the floor, but now we got Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift. I think they actually might be better at running back. I, I think those guys think they are, are going to be better and more explosive. I, I was very disappointed at times with Miles, yes. especially – down the stretch. I, I, I don't think Miles Sanders had as good of a season as maybe the, the statistics say. would indicate. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the stats, I think I saw something where nobody has more yards after contact the last couple years than Rashad Penny, the new running back that the Eagles got. And do you know who's dead last in yards after contact the last two Miles? years? Miles. I can imagine. Miles. Yeah. Now, now, in fairness, okay, that's not really Miles' game. And number one, it's not Miles' fault that the holes are huge and he gets five yards before anybody touches him, right? So that's number one. And number two, he's not really a tackle breaker. He was more of a slasher, make guys miss. It's still not a great stat, though, guys. I mean, it's, it's still not a great indicator. You don't want to be the, the running back that's dead last in yards after contact. <laughs> no, not at all. He, he was overrated by our fan base. I am positive about that. Ross, how worried are you that our starting cornerbacks are both 30-plus uh, when the season begins? They, they both played well enough last year that I'm not worried about it for this year mm -hmm. in terms of a huge drop-off. There are some people that feel like Darius Slay didn't even play as well in the second half of last year as he did in the first half. The thing that concerns me about their age isn't a huge drop-off. There certainly could be, you know, maybe they lose a little bit. Maybe they're not quite the same player. It's probably just the injury. I mean, both those guys stayed healthy last year and played every game. When you've got two corners over 30, the odds that they both stay healthy again this year they're just not real good. And that's something, you know, I'm not trying to jinx the Eagles or anything. They were awfully healthy last year, guys. I mean, awfully healthy. And you just can't anticipate that. You can't expect that. Which, by the way, is one of the reasons why, you know, like supposedly the Howie Roseman, supposedly the Eagles are signing Dennis Kelly today. It's one of the reasons why Howie does what he does and always makes sure they at least have one or two more guys at those spots. I've been told by people within the Eagles organization that they think McPherson's good. Mm. You know, he hasn't had a chance to play He's almost been like a much. forgotten guy, Ross. Yeah, yeah he, they think he's good, but he just hasn't had a chance to play. So, you know, if one of these guys goes down and McPherson goes in, I think they feel pretty good that he's going to be able to play pretty well. Yeah, and they added Ringo and some other young guys at that spot too. Interesting. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Ross. Last year we saw him take – 
you know, maybe the biggest leap we've ever seen a quarterback take from from essentially year one to year two. I know technically year two as a his first year as a full starter. The next year, is it reasonable to expect him to take another leap this season? And how big a leap do you think is reasonable? Definitely reasonable for him to take a leap. I don't know that he. I mean, he was second in the MVP voting, right? I mean, yeah, I, it's I hard to be that can, much better. Yeah, I don't know that he can get that much better. Um, but I, I don't know about you guys. I still see room for improvement for sure. I, I mean, I still think he bails from the pocket too early at times and, you know, runs to the right and ends up – now, sometimes he makes incredible plays. I think he bails a little too early. I actually think his pocket presence, stepping up in the pocket, getting rid of the ball could be a little bit better. He still takes some sacks that kind of make me cringe a little bit. Um but I'll give an example, okay? Uh, Josh Allen made a big improvement between his first year and second year as a starter, going from 53% to 59% completion. And then that next year, he went to 70% completion. Now, Jalen was already pretty far up there, so I don't know that he can do what Allen did. Um, but then the flip side is the two years after that, Allen went from 69% completion to 63.3 two years in a row. Mm-hmm. And he went from 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions to the last two years. He's had 15 and 14. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. All we ever talk about is how much more Jalen can improve, how much better can he get. And I think we all believe that. But new OC, uh, new right guard, there, there does exist the potential, guys, that after an off-season of studying him, that <clears throat> defenses have better plans. And with the new offensive coordinator, maybe Johnson's not not quite what Steichen was. I mean, it's his first year, I believe, calling plays. Th- there is a chance that Hurts takes a little bit of a step back. I know none of us want to talk about that, but that's a possibility. Who's the best team in the NFC not named the Philadelphia Eagles? So... I'll still go with the 49ers, um, but I think Dallas is is pretty close. Now, I will say this. I, I think the Eagles, from a personnel standpoint, have taken a little bit of a step back. I think that the Niners, their issue right now is still the quarterback health, I would say, and maybe a little bit O-line with them losing McGlinchey. I think if there was ever a year where a team – that you're not expecting could make a run. It's probably the NFC this year. Like I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that like the Seahawks, because they added a bunch and, or the Detroit lions. I don't think it's a crazy thought that one of them goes on a run and gets to the NFC championship game and maybe even wins it. That said, I, I still think it's Philadelphia, San Francisco and Dallas. I do like the Cowboys this year. I, I thought they really needed to upgrade number two wide receiver and number two corner, and they did both those things. I mean, Brandon Cooks can still yeah. play. To have him opposite CeeDee Lamb, and I think Stephon Gilmore is still a good player. Yeah. And to have him off of Trayvon Diggs. You know, also for those guys, maybe Cooks and Gilmore aren't what they used to be, but they're not asking them to be. They're asking Gilmore to be a number two corner. I think he'll be one of the best number two corners in the league. They're asking Cooks to be a number two receiver, 
which I think he can be still be a really good number two receiver. I think the big issue for the Cowboys, which is why I think they, I think they still probably won't get to a conference championship game, even though personnel-wise they should, I think they made a huge mistake getting rid of Kellen Moore. Huge. I mean, do you guys realize the last four years the Cowboys were second in the NFL in points and yards? Mm-hmm. Only behind the Chiefs. And think about how many games like Danucci and Andy Dalton totally. and Cooper Rush yes. started. And yet, I go on Dallas radio sometimes. They couldn't wait to get rid of Kellen Moore. They are idiots. That's crazy. Now they, now Especially with McCarthy Mike, calling him Yeah, now. now they're going to have Mike McCarthy call plays. Like, and, and, I mean, Be I don't careful know what you wish Love for, it. right? Yeah, yeah. And, Mc, and McCarthy's comments have been like, I'm not looking to light up the scoreboard like <laughs> like like Kellen. Cool, he's man. trying to get cool. he's trying to get a head coaching job. I'm not trying to light up the scoreboard. I'm trying to run the ball and rest my defense. Like that is music to the Eagles' ear. Okay, run the ball. You don't even have Zeke anymore, who's not good anymore anyway. Run the ball with Tony Pollard coming off of injury. I, I mean, the best thing that happened to the Eagles winning the NFC East this year was the Cowboys firing Kellen Moore, in my mind. I, I 100% agree with you, and people are not talking about it enough. Last question for you, and again, remember, Ross will be calling these games. You can see him calling the preseason games. With that in mind, Ross, last question. Who is a name that we are not talking about much with the Eagles right now, but after you're done calling these preseason games, people are going to be calling WIP being like, I like that dude. Who's that guy? That guy needs to play more. Who's that guy this year? Great question. That happens every preseason, by the way. And, you know, I was just doing some prep. Do you guys realize how nuts it is that four undrafted free agents made the team last year? Yeah, that is pretty wild. Especially so think about how it. great they we, were. We, we, we all kind of agree that it was the best roster in Eagles history, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, best team that they've had. John, you're probably mad because th- you think the team you <laughs> had a better roster. But um, for four undrafted free agents to make it, it's really, really impressive. Um, I, I think – I'm trying to think of some of the young guys. I, I don't know how much time they're going to give Penny and Swift. I don't know how much time they're going to give – I think people might be exci- get excited about Zacchaeus Ooh. if they play Zacchaeus. Um, I think that's one guy uh, mm. to keep an eye on. Um, actually, I take that back. It's going to be Sidney Brown. Boom. Sidney Brown, the safety from Illinois, wait till you see this guy. People are going to be calling up being like, he needs to start. <laughs> this guy's Polamalu. Yeah. I'm telling you, this guy reminds me of a young B-Duck. I'm telling you right now, forget those first couple guys I named. It's Sidney Brown. By the second preseason game, he is going to be a fan favorite. The dude is like a kamikaze, Okay. He's so fun to watch. He blows people up. I mean, they're going to have a tough time not starting him if the preseason goes how I think it's going to go <laughs> wow. for Eagles draft pick Sidney Brown at safety. Oh, and especially the position. like they, That's the perfect answer, Ross. The perfect answer. Ross, uh, follow him on Twitter at Ross Tucker NFL. The Ross Tucker Football Podcast. And again, calling the games for the Eagles preseason. Ross, thanks so much, bud. We appreciate Of course, time, it's happening. The whole team reports a week from the day. It's happening. Let's go. Well, we'll the training camp. Yeah, we'll be talking to Ross through training camp and, of course, during the season all that. So thank you, buddy. We appreciate it.